Hello everyone. I want to welcome you back to See the Sunrise. This is season two and episode 32. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. It was in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse three, where the Lord spoke to the prophet while he was in prison. He said to him, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing, not only behind the scenes, but in the lives of everyday people like you and me. From the pulpit to the pew, we all have had various, various challenges and experiences that bring us to a need for Christ in our lives. Today, I'm speaking with Monty Mabry with M3 for Life. Monty is the founder and owner of M3 Machine Shop. It's a physique transformation. He's a physique transformation specialist, a prep coach, a cozing coach. He also has served as, served as a national on the national physique. It's hard for me to say physique committee as a judge, and he has lots of other titles and has over twenty years experience in his field. I've seen Monty not only transform bodies, but I've also seen lives transform as he shares his testimony and his passion and his overall desire to achieve excellence. He is focused, disciplined, and when he sets his mind to do something, he does it. And I know I say, I'm say i saying discipline, but the thing that impresses me the most about Monty is his faith, his spirituality, and it comes alive in him. Welcome, Monty. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm I am so excited glad about that you this. agreed to, to speak with me or to have this conversation because that's what this is, a conversation. So first of all, let's talk about um, M3 Machine Shop. Can you explain a little bit what is that? Yeah. Um, usually when somebody says M3 Machine Shop, they think like, is it, a, is it a machine shop? What is it exactly? But it stands for the Mabry Muscle Machine so when I think of muscle, I think of machine, machine shop. So, um, but it's uh, M3, like I said, for my name, and it's faith. It's a faith-based gym. Um, it that's originally why I wanted to have something. I wanted to be able to uh, reach the community and do something, and be able to have a gym where people can come and and celebrate the Lord and and come work out and have a good workout at the same time. You know, it's an interesting concept. You're saying workout. And worship the Lord when I'm working out. Well, actually, when I work out, I actually do listen to sometimes sermons and singing. But not a lot yes. of people think of worshiping when they're working out. If anything, they're thinking of how can I get through this? Well, maybe that's it. You're trying to praise the Lord or, or telling the Lord, I got to get through this and I need your help right now. Right, 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 right. right. Well, um, tell me where faith comes in. I mean, how does that fit into working out? Yeah. Um, well, you know, honestly, because I'm a, a competitive bodybuilder, as you said, so I've been competing since 1992. So that's a long time. Um, I will say that when I am competing, I am probably the most spiritual than I am. I mean, not that I'm never not spiritual. I try not to be. Um, but it's just you. It's just you, your thoughts, everything that's going on when you're doing your cardio well, it's just you and God. And so you find yourself, you find your, uh, find that connection or that oneness. Uh, so that's how it comes in. And then it's kind of like, I always, I always liken it to, uh, to faith is because, you know, uh, trying to be on a nutrition program. Sometimes those that we fall off of that nutrition program, we got to get back on that nutrition program. Sometimes we fall off of faith a little bit or fall, you know, kind of have that little bit of doubt or that little bit of time where we may have a little bit of, 
a self-doubt in ourselves. So we have to get that faith back to be able to continue to, to worship God and and because faith without uh, works is dead, right? Exactly. So, it, you know, like I said, it, it, it goes hand in hand. I like to liken it like that. Um, when people come into the gym, they, you know, they even say how, you know, their scriptures on the wall. Uh, if somebody wants to, somebody needs something, needs to pray. We stop and we pray. We watch the, we, like I said, so it, it's totally faith, faith based. And like I said, I do liken fitness to faith because, you know, when you're working out or you're doing those things, you can't see those results right away. But as you continue to work out and continue to grow, those things grow, those things prosper, more fruit is uh, bared and and, the, and you yield good fruit as long as you're doing good work, right? Exactly, exactly. I like that analogy, good fruit when you do good work. So that means you got to fertilize, you got to water, you got to do all this stuff to produce. Prune it. Yeah, yeah. I hate that pruning part, but okay. You got to prune it. <laughs> So let's let, let's go deeper about the whole faith piece, because I don't think uh, that people really realize how much faith plays into who we are and what we become. Tell me about your earliest faith journey. I mean, did it begin as a child? Did it grow? I mean, was there any what was the yeah. catalyst that got you or propelled you to that place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say just just in, in my era. Yeah, my era. Um, a lot of our heroes, we, we, you know, they were fit, you know, um, one of my, one, actually the thing that really got me, uh, got sparked me into bodybuilding with the catalyst was actually the movie, the 10 commandments, uh, you know, the old one with, uh, Charlton Heston and Neil Brenner and all that. Um, if you can remember Pharaoh, that's what really impressed me, obviously the whole movie and things like that. But what really impressed me was Pharaoh who was played by Neil Brenner and just remembering, you know, seeing him in his skirt with his laces up his, his calves, he had great calves, he just had a physique, and just how he commanded power and, you know, and esteem, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta have that, I gotta look like that, I gotta, I wanna be, I wanna look like that, so that's where it kind of uh, started, I can remember being younger, running around, running the streets, and looking in uh, magazines and stuff like that, my friends would be looking at different magazines, I'd always go over there and look at the bodybuilding magazines, so it was always there, I always liked comic books and things like that, so it was always there. And like I said, so I, looking back now, I can see that this is where I was supposed to be because I know that getting the gym set up and what, what I've been able to do and what's been going on uh, and with the fitness, it, it's, it goes so much hand in hand that this is definitely something that he has set up for me, uh, for his ministry and to do his work here. So I get the part of seeing Charlton Heston and Yul Brenner. You must be older than me because those guys are old. I don't know how you know them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um, how does that, but I guess I'm not understanding. Is it something that was said in there that piqued your spirit side or? Uh, because probably, the physical no, thing, we're drawn to a look. I don't think anything that was said there. It was just what the movie was. It was the Ten Commandments. I, you know, the, the burning bush, the, the. Uh, this parting of the Red Sea, the God speaking to to Moses, I am. Uh, the Yule Brenner part was just the part that sparked the interest in in my in physique training or or utilizing or changing my body. Uh, the 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 faith part was the movie. I, I, that's that movie still holds uh, holds so much power in my life because it it, ch it changed my life. But like I said, I mean the 
God, I am. I mean, just just all of it. It was it was just very moving and very powerful for me, and it just moved me in the direction of fitness uh, through seeing Yul Brenner. So okay, so that's I like that because sometimes it is those visuals, or we see something that really draws us. And it's clear that in the movie, you really understood God was speaking in the burning bush and all of that stuff. So how do you tell others to, or is that a part of your process of having them connect with their spirit? Because I find that when I'm spiritually connected, anything I set my mind to do, I can do. So how do you get people who may not be spiritual, quote unquote, or have any idea of biblical literature or scripture? How do you get them plugged in? Well, um, actually, first of all, there's there's scripture and and biblical verses all over my gym, so you can't help but to see it as soon as you walk in the door. So they see that right away. Um, then you know, fitness is so much of a emotional or a psychological journey, just like you know, uh, faith. It's a it's a it's a psychological journey. It's an emotional journey that is connection with God. So. Uh, fitness is the is the same same to some degree so i i have to talk to them about where they are mentally what is their why uh what is their connection because if without that then anything that we do as far as fitness nutrition or anything like that it's not going to work so i have to delve in we've got to talk a little bit about uh, we are who they are, what their what their goals are, and things like that. So as I as we continue to train, we continue to talk. I I I, I share my uh, my testimony bit by bit to those that are you know if I if I can get a little bit in, I will. I'll talk about the scripture on the wall. We'll play some Christian music in the gym. I love Christian rap, so we'll put some of that on in the gym. Uh, sometimes people don't even know, but they can hear it in the background. So some t- sometimes to me, it's just about planting that little bit of seed and just letting God do the rest of it. Let him water it and nurture it and do the things that he needs to do for it to, to grow. So let's say you have someone that's walking into your facility and they see all these scriptures on the wall. Do, what, do, they, does, do you get strange comments or? Um... No, no. I, because I honestly think, too, is. If you look at my page, at least I hope this is what I hope and this is what I pray that you're seeing uh, my my when I say my page, I mean my social media pages, uh, whether it be Facebook or or Instagram or hopefully when people are out. But so when they see those things, you can I believe at least that's what I try to do is I put out there that I'm about God. I'm put out there that I'm about Jesus Christ. I put out there that he is my savior and my Lord. I try to put out there, you know, positive. I try to speak life in there. So I believe that when those when these people come in, they know what they're coming into. Kind of like you said that I'm a tough trainer. Uh, yeah. So they when they come in, they already know that. They already know who I am because of the hopefully the fruit that I'm bearing. You know, mm-hmm. the, the things that I'm doing, the the life that I'm trying to lead. Uh, I hope that they're seeing that. I hope that they're because I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to put that out there. So when they do come in, they do know what's going to happen. Right off the bat, they know that at some point you're going to get this Jesus. That's all I always say. Some point you're going to get this Jesus. So I'm going to give it to you <laughs> at some point or not. I really am. Yeah. And you know, when you say seeing, I know a lot of people are visual. I'm a visual learner and I. I'm remember, very visual. You know, when I first uh, saw you, when you came into church, um, it was interesting because I saw and I thought, oh, wow. 
um, <laughs> because <laughs> you're this physical specimen. I'm married and happily married and all of that. So right, you know, right, right. get all up in arms. But, you know, you, you probably had some of the sisters saying, Lord, have mercy. But uh, 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 <laughs> in all seriousness, you know, what what bring what put you into the, the, the church, the actual physical structure? What, what, uh, what pulled me in was um, I've always been involved in, you know, God's always been in my life. Uh, I've been a trainer for over 30 years, always trained pastors, I've always trained pastors. My mom was always singing, you know, hymn, hymnals and I got a telephone in my bosom, you know, just things like that. <laughs> I remember that. I, could, I, just, huh? I remember some of those songs. <laughs> yeah. So I get, so it was, it was just always, it was just always there. Um, so. Ah, oh, geez, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we were talking about what drew you into that physical structure, the, the church. Yeah, the so, same, then, you know? so like I said, so I've always been there. Uh, when I moved back here from Virginia, because before I moved, I'm originally from Ohio, but I moved from moved from Ohio to Virginia Marine Corps, uh, moved back to Ohio, I think it was in 2007. Anyway, so obviously I need a church home. Um, you know, I, I, I believe that that's important uh, for fellowship and everything like that. So um, I'm looking for a church home. I need a church home. I need to have that in my life because I know me. I need that. Um, so, you know, I'm dry. I think I drove by the lot of Jubilee probably at least a good two, probably two years uh, because it hadn't been built yet. Um, but I remember driving by, and oh, I wonder what that is, I wonder what that is, and drove by one day, and God said, well, that's your church. I was like, okay. So, and that, I think you you can attest that God speaks to you some like, times like that. It's not a burning bush. Sometimes you just get a little check, or you get a little hit in your spirit, You're like, oh, okay. So, that's what I, I drove by one day, and I, I got that check, and saw the building up. I saw um, one of your, uh, one of our traditioners coming out, and uh, Cynthia, she actually was coming out one day, and I drove in, and I was like, hey, I asked her about the hour she told me, and I came back that following Sunday, and you happened to be preaching, and oh, man, I, I loved the hug. That's probably one of the first things I liked, is just the hugs. The hugs were real. They're genuine. You know, sometimes you get a hug. Somebody wants to stand away. It's kind of like, I hear this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. Not that I really mean it. <laughs> these you, these met, and I think even as I've been in the church, um, every time somebody does do a testimony, when we do testimony times, they always talk about how great the hugs were. When we were able to do hugs, we'll call it BC before COVID, okay, right? right. <laughs> so anyway, you were preaching, amazing. I'm sitting there, and uh, you know, especially now that I've been in church for, uh, been at the church for a while, that I have to leave pretty quickly after church. So um, the time was drawing down, and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. But as I'm sitting there listening, I'm like, this. Oh gosh. This is some good word. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the spirit. I'm feeling fed. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. So I actually felt like that. But um, you know, so I knew I had to come back. And just in coming, coming back and continuing to grow my, I, I think I've grown in my faith and in my spirituality so much just with being at Jubilee. I, I really love that church. And, and like I said, it's just really opened up some other things and avenues for me. You know, it's interesting because, you know, me, like you and I, we belong to the same church, but we have our ministries, something that God has called us to. So just like you have M3 Machine Shop, I have Mamie Johnson Ministries, but the church is the place that really fuels us. We often talk yes. about, uh, our, our pastor says, filling station. So we come mm -hmm. there to get what we need so that we can go out there and really be the church. So I, I like how you brought that up and you intimated um, about the Marines so I know you were a Marine. How was that training or did that training 
help influence you into what you're doing or that was just another part of what God was grooming you or molding you into? I'm going to say it was a little bit of, I'm going to say it's a little bit of both. Um, because one, I, I always wanted to be a Marine too. I mean, kind of like I always wanted to be a bodybuilder. So I always wanted to be a Marine. Um, and, and, and the discipline of it, uh, you know, because in order to, you know, to be a Christian, there has to, there has to be some discipline involved in it. There has to be some things that you have to do that you may have to give up or that you have, may have to go without or that you may have to have on you that you necessarily didn't want. So it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of discipline uh, that struck me in the Marine Corps. That was such a positive thing for me. And then it's the discipline of, of, of faith. It's the discipline of worshiping, worshiping God and, and following him and, and, and trying to hold you, my, your, your thoughts captive and, and keeping those things done. So once again, and, um, I don't know. I, I, I do believe, you know, that it was probably all just a matter of grooming to bring me here because, you know, now from there, I'm, I've been able to, you know, be in front of people and talk more. I've been able to uh, lead as I need to lead because, uh, you know, being in ministry, that that's a position of leadership. And I know uh, when people come in there, they're looking to me for certain things and certain, not just the body, but the mind. So I always say, uh, my tagline is Mabry Muscle Machine, Mind, Body, and Soul. So I'm not just trying to uh, help you with your with your body. I'm also trying to help you with your mind, and I'm trying to help you with your soul to show you Jesus any way that I can. You know, I totally agree with that because I think if if any one of those is out of sorts, it can it can just change the trajectory of, of whatever yes. your goals are or anything like that. And yes. the, the other thing with when I interact with people, when I talk with people. I always believe in the whole idea of transparency because, yes. you know, people may look at us and we're, we're doing our different ministries and um, seemingly on the outside, it looks successful. But did you have any, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so would you, did you have any difficulty? What were the difficult times that the times that you wanted to quit? Were there times like that, first of all? <laughs> Which one? Uh, okay. <laughs> Did I say how Which many times one? did you want to quit and give up? Oh, and... my goodness. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Yes, there's been plenty of times that I wanted to quit. Um, but once again, it's the discipline from the Marine Corps. You know, I mean, the, I'll look at it like this. When the, when they say we need to go get that hill, I need to go get that hill. I don't care how you get the hill. I need to go get the hill. So, um, I, or maybe even... I, it doesn't matter how to get to the pot of gold as long as you get the leprechauns, beat the leprechauns, right? So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, so it's the discipline of it. So all the times that I wanted to quit, you know, the discipline or what was in me, the tenaciousness, or I knew that I couldn't quit. That, 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 and I don't want to sound cliche, but that's not an option. It, it's just, it's not. So that's so, like a constitution that you have. That's not like, it's like, I yeah. refuse to quit. I'm going to, it's kind of like no. Jacob at the Ford of Jabbok when he said, I'm not letting go till you bless me. Just the whole right. wrestling. Yeah. 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 I'm just not, yeah. I'm just not going to, like I, like I said, my dad used to also say, you got to keep on, keep on, keeping on with the keeping on. So, and that's, like I said, and that's, that, and that's, that discipline is definitely from the Marine Corps. So it's just a non-quit thing. So when those times came, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little uh, quick story when I was opening the gym um, here, because actually this is my third gym, maybe. Uh, when I opened the gym here, I had a silent partner. He uh, he decided to pull out the last minute. Um, I was so sad. I guess that's why they call them silent, huh? 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> he decided to silently pull. No, he, he told me he's gonna pull out the last minute because he he wanted a whole bunch of my uh, of my company, and you know so that was that was money, um, money I didn't have, and you know so of course you know the first thing I'm gonna do in my humanness is get upset. You know I'm I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm even mad at <laughs> even mad at God. I'm like, why would you tell me to leave if you know, if you're not going to do this, you know, he's, and so be still. Cause like I said, that's how he talks to me. Be still know that I'm God. I'm like, okay. I, I threw my hands up. I can remember this name. I threw my hands up. like, okay. As I'm crying. Okay. Well then fine. If you're going to do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he did. And he did. And not only did he do what he said, he, was gonna do, he gave me extra money. And it, 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 he just, he sometimes, Made me out. He makes me feel like I'm his favorite. I'm not even gonna lie to you. So he, so when I felt like that, he brought me back from that. He showed me who he was. He showed me who I am. And he showed me that I can make it. And so even even with during the pandemic, you know, a lot of a lot of my friends didn't make it, you know. But I've survived. I've survived. That's a blessing. Praise God. I mean, that's really yeah. a blessing. And. Not a lot of people can say that. We saw businesses closing. We saw people yeah. losing. And mine didn't. Yeah. Golly. Mine has exploded. And I, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging because I don't want to brag, especially with what's been going on. Because like I said, I know a lot of people that have lost theirs. But he's touched it. He's, he's you, touched it. Wouldn't you say part of that is a result of standing firm, steadfast, refusing to discipline and being yeah. disciplined and trusting? One of the things yeah. I love that you say, God speaks to you. And a lot of people have a, you know, they, they're like, how does God speak to you? But every time, you know, when you talk, you said, he said, be still and know that I'm God. Okay, so that's scripture. And that's one yeah. of the things I want to make sure and make a, make a point here for those who are listening. God does speak to us, but we got to know his language. You know, and his yeah, language yeah. is his word. We got to know his voice when he hear when he speaks, right? It's right. People know his know his voice when he speaks. Yeah, yeah. And if you're reading your word, that you... other cat, it don't be talking right. <laughs> <laughs> and we ought to know the voice of the world because the world, oh, you know, they're at enmity with God. They aren't going to say what God says. They're just going to say the stuff that they want you to do. So, and that leads to destruction, and we know that. Yes. But you held fast, yes. and even during the pandemic, you thrived. And I know you feel you you're his favorite but i think he's got some other favorites out there he's got a lot of favorites <laughs> <laughs> i think all of us is his favorite <laughs> i don't know about that but i like to think so so uh, go ahead <laughs> the, um yeah so just just yeah it's <laughs> it has been i mean it's you know it, but it, it hasn't come without that that trial it hasn't come without me carrying my cross it hasn't come without me um the the once again the discipline of 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 correction or rebuke you know mm-hmm. it, it hasn't come without that it hasn't you know uh you maybe when they're looking on the outside like you said they see they see the shine but you don't see the work you right. don't you didn't see me on my knees you know uh praying you didn't see all that right you know it's interesting i know you and i have shared some very personal moments of how we grew up and and that, and it wasn't the the best of times. And I don't want to kind of get into it right now because that's just a whole different kind of dialogue and conversation. Right. But how, I, I know the things that I faced, how traumatic they were, and yours were similar to that. How can someone, uh, and, and we, they may not have similar and same experiences. That's why I don't want to necessarily speak specifically, 
But when you've had, when you've lived a hard life, when you've had struggles as a child, how do you move into a place where you can hear God saying, Ooh. I know the plans I have for you? How, how can some, how can you guide someone there? What did you do to kind of overcome the, the obstacles of childhood that were out of your control? First and foremost, somebody prayed for me and a whole bunch of people had to pray for me. Um, so that's got to be the biggest thing. Uh, just answering off the top of my head, but that's a, that's, that's a really good question. Um, because, you know, there are, you know, when those things happen or when something's happened, I mean, it's not like I went straight to him. I mean, you know, I'm running around doing my thing. But once again, it's had to be somebody praying for me because I knew in my knower the things that I was doing were not of him. Okay. And that's just something that I just knew. I, can't, I don't know. If, I don't even know if I can put into words how I can make somebody understand how that happened for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I would say is if somebody is going through something or, you know, it is the turn inward. A lot of people don't want to turn inward sometimes because that can be scary, but inward is where I think you find him. And then in finding him is then he can help you with that healing and he can help you restoration. He can restore you because mm-hmm. that's what he is. He's the God of restoration. Um, so that's, that, that's what I would say. You know, I, 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 I see here that intercessors played a significant part, uh, you believe on who you became. And I won't deny that because I, if we look back at what brings us to even an awareness of Christ is someone speaking into our lives. And we, and I, I believe that that's what you've become, um, with M3 machine shop. You've become an intercessor. That's- Yes, that's that's the goal. That's the goal. I've, one of my favorite memes uh, says, "I don't give because I have a lot. I give because I know exactly how it feels not to have." Oh, okay. So, I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I know what it feels like to be down. I know what it feels like to be hurt. I know what it feels like to feel worthless. I know what it feels like to feel all of those things. So I guess in helping people. He's he's given me a really good sense of discernment. Like you, I can I see I can see those things sometimes, and I can meet through him, obviously, um, them there. If that makes sense, I can meet them there where they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you're praying, when someone comes in and they're just they're just disgusted, they're just tired of being miserable. They don't even know where to start, and they come in your shop and they see these scriptures on the wall and. Well, what's the first thing you do when they tell you, and I'm sure you've probably hit, not that you've told me this, but I'm discerning this, that someone's come in and said, what does all this mean? How is faith going to influence me transforming my body? Mm. Mm. I love when I get those um, tough questions. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's a good one. Um, I'll use this as an example. I had a gentleman come in. Um <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to say any names because I don't know. I'm like I'm going to share this on my Facebook page, and uh, he'll probably know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came in, and he was a little bit. He was a little bit off putting. Even my even my dog. I have a I have a pit bull that I know you like so much. 
Yeah, I'm in love with and he was in the Yeah, he was in the gym with me. And it was funny because he even kind of discerned that this guy was maybe a little bit different. Okay. And um, we would work out. He'd come, he'd come in a couple times and have a couple. I don't believe he's a, a Satanist. Okay. But I believe that he just likes certain things. And I think he likes um, getting attention or, or having somebody ask that. I don't know. But he would wear a shirt in there in the gym uh, a couple times, and I saw the shirt, and you know, it didn't. It wasn't anything. I think it's one of them said Satan's Garage. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So I, what I started doing, I started wearing some of my shirts. I'm like, I have to happen to have on a shirt right now that says uh, God is dope, or I will wear another shirt that's you know says something about scripture, uh, something like that. So I would I would wear something like that. Um, but like I said, Bolo was very. Even when we would train, Bolo would kind of be kind of like in the middle of us. He would, it, was, it was just funny. It was very interesting. Um, he didn't like the guy when he first came in. Um, so we didn't necessarily talk about faith, but he understood where I was coming from without speaking about faith. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. You know, though. I like so, that because sometimes... You know, we're often, well, there's this saying that people believe more what you do versus what you say. And yeah. sometimes as Christians, we can be so holy and spout off all these scriptures and our life can be so raggedy. And what, instead of promoting Christ, we're diminishing Christ by our actions and our attitude. And right. Jesus was open to receiving people, all people, and he did it with love. And so you're not attacking his whatever his his persona or his um, shirt or his display of what he believes. You're not attacking that may have been actually an impetus to make him curious, per se. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm that's what I was hoping. Yes. Yes. That's what I was hoping. He no no longer trains, but we keep in touch. Okay. so maybe so. And, And that's the thing. We shouldn't push people away. Just because they don't believe like we believe or think like we think, uh, the bottom line is we're supposed to embrace and we're supposed to love. And if we're doing that, then we're carrying out the mission of making disciples. Um, It would be difficult to make disciples if we were angry or we decided our way is the right way and there's no other way. Uh, Right. And so I think that that that's that's real interesting. And how hard is that for you to do that, though, when you have those? and, And I'm glad... Bolo is his name, the dog? Yeah. Okay. Okay, me and dogs. But Bolo, it's good. You know, animals tend to be very discerning anyway. Yes. They, they, yes. they tend to pick up if you're nervous, if you're scared and all when of he that. First came, when he first came into the gym, Bolo didn't let him into the gym. Okay. He left. He kept him at the door. He, I actually had to physically go up front and move Bolo from the front door so the guy could come in. And then Bolo sat at the probably about 10 feet from him and just sat there and looked at him the rest of the time until I was done with my other client before I trained him. Wow. You know, it's interesting. And he, and he never does that to anybody. Well, okay. I'm glad yes. you said that in case I have to walk in one day and he's, <laughs> he's I won't say sick him. I promise. I won't say sick him. But you'd ask me about, you'd ask me about uh, faith and I kind of want to, uh, like when somebody comes in and they ask me about that because um, I had a young gal and it, it kind of does kind of go back to intercessory is because I, I sometimes I think that especially some of the younger kids, the younger generation, they're not getting Jesus at home. I was talking to a young lady 
because uh, once again, you know, like you said, you're talking about faith and how is this going to help me? And, uh, and I'm pretty transparent at, at the gym as well. So I tell stories and, and I'm open about my faith. I'm open about my failures and my successes and all my, even my little silly, silly antics. I'm just open. I'm kind of goofy anyway. <laughs> so she, we were talking, she was in a down place. And so we were talking and, and we do pray in there, but some, it's sometimes as we're talking, it we just, I just bring, we just, I just bring Jesus into this conversation. So I don't necessarily, it's not necessarily always holding hands and praying. Sometimes I just bring him in and, Anyway, so we were talking, and she she was feeling pretty down. You know, kind of, she actually even said something to the fact of, I said, well, man, you know, it's, it's so much better. you got life. She's well, sometimes that's not as good. And I was like, oh, my gosh, really? That's what you said? You think? She said, yeah. So anyway, I happened to say something about God, and I mentioned one of the stories of the Bible. I think it was Moses. Uh, and she didn't know she heard of Moses, but she didn't know what that where I was going. She didn't understand anything. Even when I would say David, I said, David, you heard about David, right? No. I mean, so she knows who David is, but she doesn't know the David and the Goliath with the slingshot and stones. And so sometimes I think that that is lost. And so people don't even know those stories, those stories we heck, we grow up with, right? Right. So, um, so they sometimes they come in there not even knowing that. And that's to me, that's basic stuff, but that's okay. It's it's fine that that you don't. So young lady, she's we're talking after after I found out about that. Um, this is I'm gonna fast forward to another story, but that's I would go over that. But anyway, um she was she's younger, younger girl. Um, and she even said that she felt that she could talk to me about this. Because that's that's also what makes me feel like I am getting out there, and I'm, people are knowing what type of gym they're coming in when they come in. And so she's just start asking me about you know about jobs and what she should be doing and what she should not be doing and blah 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 blah. And she and I asked her about that as she prayed and, and that, she, that she believes she said she does, but she said she's kind of on the fence. She does not really that sure about it or anything like that. And about faith, about God, about Jesus. And I said, well, I can tell you from, from experience, I know he's real. I know he's real. I know he's real. There's too many other stories that I could tell you that I know that he's not real. I said, but what, what has to happen is your faith in your decision with your schooling has to be just as strong. So if I'm going to pray about my faith, if I'm going to pray, then I have to have faith in what I pray. So how they're, they're in, intertwined is, is I have to have faith in my decisions and believe in myself as I make the decisions, but I have to also pray to have God to help me make those decisions and then by inputting him first. I hope that made sense. Did that make sense? (laughs) It does because you're witnessing. Yes. And you're witnessing based on where the individual is. Yes. Yeah. And and not trying to take them further. And and to your point, there are a lot of young people that don't know about God. um, Yeah. Because that's sad, isn't it? You know, in America, I don't think sometimes we realize how blessed we really are, uh, the kinds of advantages we have that so many other countries don't have. And unfortunately, I think sometimes we do our children a disservice when they don't know the basic biblical stories, because what that then does is water down the need for God and diminishes the uh, desire to want to participate in collective worship or anything like that because they're doing fine by themselves or parents are enabling children 
so much so that they become the gods for the kids. If, if they get right. in trouble, you know, what happens? And I often think about, well, what happens when the parents aren't there? What happens when you right. don't have that parent that is uh, spiritual or d- doesn't have that um, steadfast belief in God? Or uh, So I worry about that. And so initiatives and businesses like yours give opportunity for God's commandment, Jesus's commandment to go ye therefore and make disciples to come yeah. to life. And so I think that's great because people are drawn to people, not necessarily to doctrine or anything like that. It's right. when you develop that relationship, which you say that, you know, then you can really kind of get in there. Cause, cause I remember coming to your shop at one time when I was going um, and, and, having you work with me, you're tough. Um, <laughs> but but I, I remember how you interacted with some of your clients and you're very personable. You When you're with that person, you're with that person. And sometimes when we're witnessing, we need to be with that person. We need to right. stop trying to figure out what to say next and really exercise good listening. Because mm. that's what I'm hearing you say. I, I heard what she said. And so you respond to what you hear. And that way they can tell you when she said, when that one client said to you that those stories, she didn't know some of those stories, you know, it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah. Um, for me, it was. And, and I guess for most Christians, it would be. But maybe to somebody that doesn't have it, it's not. It's just normal, right? Right. It, and yeah. that's the sad part. Yes. And that's the sad part. Right. I mean, because really, what, what's what's so bad about knowing those stories? Mm-hmm. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, there's, we, we there's may nothing think bad that. about knowing those stories. Actually, they teach you stuff. <laughs> they do, and there are a lot. Of, and those stories are more like um, they're, they're analogous to our lives if we look at it, because the Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. That being the case, if you're going through something, some of those stories may have some parallels to something you're going through in your life, right. and may right. move you to a place of greater understanding, direction. Uh, depth of knowledge. I mean, it can just do so, so much for you. Well, I agree. I'll tell you, I am, um, <laughs> I'm just really blessed to, to know you, Monty. And I think that anyone that's looking to improve their physical well being, but not just their physical well being, I like what you said your mind, your body, and your spirit, they're all connected. Um, yeah. I, I, I just have one without the other. No, not at all. Because how we think determines how we feel, which determines what we do. And when you can't bring those pieces together, there's a you're disjointed. It's it's kind of like disconnect, right? Right. It's like your body. When one part of the body isn't functioning, then you're like, okay, you know, I need to get that checked. I need to get that fixed. And so, just like our spirits, if it's not connecting, I often say when I get up in the morning, especially as I'm getting older, (laughs) my body. I I always think of it as individual parts. I say, is everybody ready? And my hands and my head may say, oh, okay, I'm ready. But my feet might say, or my back mostly. My back will say, well, you can do what you want to, but I'm not moving. (laughs) Stay right here. So I do believe all those pieces are connected. And I think in in your business, you do bring all of that together. And um, to those who are listening, if you're looking for someone who truly, truly loves the Lord, and um, you want to experience physical transformation. I've seen many transformations uh, in individuals that Monty has worked with. I encourage you to seek him out. So with that said, 
How does someone get in touch with you, Monty? What's your Facebook? What's your website? What's your number? How would they contact you? Pretty simple, pretty easy. Everything simple. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook, um, I am M3 Machine Shop. Uh, that's uh, Those are my two uh, uh, big uh, social media platforms that I do use. Uh, my phone number, I don't mind giving it out. It's 937-901-8867. I do have a website, but I'm doing some updating. I'm uh, going in some different directions. That's something else that God got me doing. Sometimes I felt like I'm so busy that I couldn't have time, but he's got me so busy. If you're good with... What does he say? If, uh, if, uh, if you're good with little, I'll make, you know, you'll be better with a lot. So I believe it's something like that. Correct me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so you can reach me 937-901-8867 um, or social media, uh, M3 Machine Shop. Those are the best ways to re reach me. And, and I look forward to hearing from you guys. And before you hang up, you also exercise or implement nutrition that comes along with what you do, correct? Yes. I do everything. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of said... Uh, I'm a competitive bodybuilder still. Um, contest prep means I have bodybuilding athletes. I also train fighters. I train a good amount of athletes. So I, um, so I train bodybuilders. I train fighters. So that's what contest prep means. I'll be putting in more specific programs, which is totally different from a lifestyle client. I also do choreography. So I teach choreography. I do teach posing. Um, I, I do everything. It sounds so like you're a jack of all trades. Yeah, you need nutrition. Like I said, mind, body, and soul, we do it all. It's all encompassing at M3. So if you can come there, we got you covered, I promise. Okay, that sounds wonderful. Sounds great. So, you know, Monty, if you demonstrate nothing else, you demonstrate steadfast faith, the important, you also demonstrate the importance of discipline in our lives, and that's what God wants us to have. And you also convey that God can help us or anyone to overcome adversity, also how to trust God and why it's important to never quit. You know, yes, I, yes. I said in the beginning, you started and you have 20 plus years of experience. I guess my last question to you would be, how long did it take before you considered yourself successful or do you? Okay. Real quickly, though, you had talked about this discipline. I, every, I don't think people lack discipline or will sometimes. I think what they really lack is consistency. So it's consistency in my faith. It's consistency in my fitness. It's consistency in my walk. It's consistency in doing my cardio and eating my food. So the consistency makes it better for the overall growth in, in the experience. Um, I, like I like that. Consistency, not necessarily yeah. discipline. Yeah, you can do anything for an hour. Most people do. Yeah, you, you can almost do anything for an hour. You might be able to do it for yeah. a day, but it's all in. Can you keep it up year after year? Can you after keep year? it up? Can yeah. you, right. There, right. There's that drive, and, there, and there's that when that other part of that other piece comes into play. And um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought again. So, what was your final question? Um, how long after the, the 20 years uh, did, would you say you were? Successful? I'm not. I'm not I'm, I don't think. I think I have done a good job. Um, I think I am, I'm, I'm, I won't say I'm successful. Um, I, there's more that he wants from me that he's asking of me that, that I want to do for him because I said that I would, um, he's moving me in some directions. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be, uh, what I would be con consider successful because I think that's always a never ending journey. Uh, kind of like my faith or kind of like my, my, my fitness walk. Um, I, maybe I'll reach a, meet, reach a point, but then there's something else. Then I'll reach a point, then there's something else. So I'm always looking for growth, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Okay. Um, I want to grow. I always want to grow. So I don't want to become complacent. I think sometimes when I, if I were to label, okay, I'm successful, then now I can become complacent. And once again, that 
that's not in me. Um, the, like I said, the, the, the quitting thing that that's just not. So I don't think I'll ever feel successful. I do want to hear well done. My well done. My good and faithful. That was a service. scripture that was coming. <laughs> that's what I'll be successful. How about that? There yeah. you go. <laughs> I, 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 I like that because uh, success, you know, says I, I think of the scripture that says work while it's day for when night comes, yeah. no man will work. So while we're alive, while we're on this side, of heaven, um, there's work to be done, and your work is beneficial work. And I believe that those that um, connect with you will experience what um, it means to uh, have that mind, body, spirit connection, and and to achieve the goals that they set for themselves. You've got me apprehensive of saying success now. I'm just backing up a little bit. <laughs> but Monty, this has really been enlightening. You know, and I want to thank you for your time. And I'm going to be praying that God continue to bless you and to grow you and that those that encounter you will encounter Christ and um, that there'll be many more people in the kingdom. So thank you. To thank all you. the thank listeners, you. until next time, brothers and sisters, God bless you all. And be sure Thanks, to see the sunrise. You're more than welcome. See the sunrise. That's the S-O-N, to see Christ in your everyday situations.